So anyway, I've been on this journey, I think, with a lot of you guys, and they handed me, um, some of you guys have heard of Dr. Alexander Lloyd and Ben Johnson, the Healing Codes books and the, the Love Code. See, at my heart, I was an engineer. I was an aeronautical engineer at the Air Force Academy, and he, I just feel like every, it, we're, it, we're at the right time for this, to be honest with you. I'm going I'm to go over these. You don't have to buy the books. It's, uh, if you guys are online, the Healing Code and the Love Code, so I'm going to go through them a little bit on Sundays, and I'll... I'll put scripture in there for you so you guys feel good about it because he's, because uh, um, it's all based on scripture anyway, but uh, he, he writes to the secular world too, but he, you know, he's very clear. He goes, listen, I'm a Christian. I follow Jesus and that's it. I'm not any religious, uh, anything, but um, I'm going to share some stories with you why I so feel passionate about this because uh, I've always been fascinated by the quantum physics and the science behind spirituality, to be honest with you. So science, true science always just verifies what scripture says what Jesus is all about, amen? And what he does in here, guys, he's, he's had a, a practice for 25 years, and uh, I'm gonna share some stories with you. He says, listen, 100%, now that caught my attention right away, 100%, because some of you guys know I have a friend. He goes, well, I have a deliverance ministry for, for alcohol, drug habits, and you know, we, have, we have about a 5% success rate. I go, you don't have a deliverance ministry. You got a 95% failure industry, right? I go, I, Five percent are going to get healed just by luck. To be honest with you, they're going to stumble on Jesus by themselves, and their heart's going to get healed. And they have so anyway. And that's just how I heard most of these ministries. And they'll throw throw you in the stream or something. And then I'd look at the people doing the stream. I'm like, why does your life not work? Why 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 are you so poor? And why why uh, why are you sick? Why do you have every allergy on the planet? You know why do you why can you not eat gluten? Why? And I'm just sharing these things. I'm not to stir anything up. I go because. It doesn't make any sense to me, you know? And um, so he goes, I have 100% success in 25 years. Any clients come to me, any disease. He goes, cancer, Lou Gehrig's, 100%. That caught my attention. So I'm like, all right, I'll read them. And, uh, and he goes, we also have 100% success if you've, if you've gone around the mountain forever, I call it, right? Like you keep trying to do the thing. And let's just pick anything. You, you uh, uh, take any religious activity. I don't care if it's, it, whatever it is, I don't care if it's praying more, fasting more, reading more, getting into the word more, doing this more, doing something less is also flesh to me, right? I can just be complete, just as complete in Christ whether I'm watching the Yankees or not. So I don't buy into that kind of stuff. Does that make sense? Because I, I, <laughs> I get joy out of that. I, I really do. It's pleasurable to me. So I don't go, I'm going to put my flesh down so I can get closer to God. I go, by you trying to do, complete yourself by doing a fleshly action is the definition of flesh. Flesh means I have to do something to be more pleasing to God, to hear his voice, anything. Where the scripture is clear, you're complete in Christ, nothing lacking. Now that can never change, right? It can never change. He loves you perfectly. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. What does that mean to you? He'll never leave you nor forsake you, right? You don't have to yell to hear him. You don't have to be quiet to hear him. That still voice. All it is is if, if we can get your heart healed, guys, everything will work because we're fearfully and wonderfully made. I'm just going to go through. Let me just share some testimonies with you to set you up, okay? Uh, uh, I just think if you're, if you're to me, when, when we read this, I was like, this is perfect. This is the science behind the, in fact, uh, uh, I know, Arnold, you said you started reading it a little bit and your heart just like immediately, didn't it start to heal? Yeah, Laura, didn't you say the same thing? You start weeping immediately, didn't you? Here's what she told me. She goes, I finally feel like there's a guy who gets it. I was like, yes, yes. And I would just tell you just to analyze yourself. How long you've been in church? How long you've been doing what you're trying to do? And is it working? 
And it wasn't for me. You know, when I was a non-believer, I grew up in church, etc. but I kicked butt. I just, everything in my life worked. I was awesome and things happened. And then all of a sudden I got into Word of Faith, Charismatic, and now you're not complete in Christ because you need to do this more. You need to do that more. You need to do this less. Stop doing that. And you start getting judged and you go, this isn't working. I used to have a lot more joy. In fact, I remember there was a point where we're going to Bible school and, uh, and we're looking at each other, Barb and I going, this isn't good news. Like, we don't even know what to share with people anymore. What? Yeah, because you were going for the wrong reason, in my opinion. Because you're going to get complete. Does that make sense? I must be missing something, so I better go to Bible school. Don't go. Because I can tell you, you're not missing anything. You're complete in Christ, nothing lacking. Every promise is yes and amen. He loves you perfectly. I just saved you three years of theology. That's the gospel. Does that make sense? I'm serious. So anyway, I digress. So I know it gets me in hot water, man, but I can't tell you what, I have to tell you what I believe in my core. And I just think there's so, the gospel's so simple, man. Jesus is the perfect man. Now I get to be him. I'm a joint heir with him. I'm married to him. There's nothing lacking. What he has, I have. And that's all I need to know. Follow me? And if I can get my heart healed, this is where the fearfully and wonderfully made. So let me just share a couple testimonies. Um, I want to set you up a little bit because he, I love the fact that he's bold in these things. And he goes, listen, what you haven't been able to do in your, your healing things, your, your, uh, and here's what it says. Um, okay, I'm just going to read this one paragraph. I'm going to read some testimonies. If you ever get to the point where you can successfully live in the present moment in love and truth, I guarantee you, you'll feel and believe that you're outrageously successful. And most likely, you will never want to trade places with anyone. Did you hear what he said? He said, if you can live in the present moment to know that you can perfectly loved. You're perfectly loved. He goes, I am love and I am light. And we'll kind of go through this a little bit. He goes, I guarantee you'll feel successful because your heart's starting to heal. It's a cliche, it sounds. This program is really about having it all. Internal love, joy, peace, happiness, external success, and health, finances, career, relationships. Following this program is the only way to do it, with the caveat also being in right relationship with God, the source of love, and everything else. Okay, now let me just share. This is Dr. Ben Johnson. Some of you guys may have known him. He had a clinic here. And uh, so he's this doctor, Christian doctor, and he's diagnosed with Lou Gehrig's, okay? You guys know what Lou Gehrig's is? It's bad. Most people don't live, right? It's like my brother-in-law. He was diagnosed with incurable cancer. It's 100%. 100%. Except for one now. Hallelujah. Amen? I got into that with those elders. I go, you tell him to read his Bible more, he's going to die. He needs to get his heart healed right now. He doesn't need to do anything more. He needs to rest from doing all your nonsense. You'll kill him just like everybody else. Once he, we knew the day. Once his heart was healed, man, we knew he was healed. Hallelujah. Isn't that beautiful? So they can throw their statistics and their deliverance thing out the window, in my opinion. All right, so here's this, uh, so he says, listen, I had two things I wanted to work on immediately. First and foremost was my new diagnosis of Lou Gehrig's disease. I had a long-standing problem, and I also had a long-standing problem with insomnia, which was so severe that for the last few decades, I had not been to sleep without a sleep aid. I received a code, he calls it healing codes. I'm gonna show you, it's Philippians 4. You can call it whatever you want, but it's Philippians 4, okay? Um, and it's really Proverbs, uh, where it says, guard your heart. So which was so severe, that I received the code, that's just... I'm going to teach you how to do Philippians 4. I'm going to just put the scripture behind it here. Uh, the first night after doing only one code, I went to sleep and slept all night. For the next five weeks, I did not take a single sleep aid. Hallelujah. That's pretty fast, huh? So, as for my muscle, sorry, you doctors here. It says, fasciculations, fatigue, and other Lou Gehrig symptoms, they are gone. 
I'm guessing that's a, well, I don't want to guess what that is. <laughs> I think I probably know what it is, but uh, after only three months of practicing Philippians 4, 6 is what I'll say. I returned to the surgeon who first diagnosed me. He ran the test for Lou Gehrig's. It found to be 100% gone. I've been symptom-free since March of 2004. For those of you who don't know, there's no cure for Lou Gehrig's disease. Hallelujah. Isn't that beautiful? So I'm just going to read a couple more, and uh, then we'll get into this a little bit. So here's, here's a testimony for basal cell carcinoma, otherwise known as cancer, Okay. Says so one of my best friends is a brilliant medical doctor. When I first showed him the small growth on my arm, he was not concerned. Though we were in the same weekly Bible study together, my seminar schedule and winter month clothing kept the danger growing on my arm, hidden from his eyes for months. The first time my doctor friend saw me on a warm spring day in a short sleeve shirt, I was in trouble. With one look, he took me aside and said, Larry, this is basal cell carcinoma. You need to get this removed immediately before it metastasizes or it could kill you. The following Monday morning, before I could wait, make an appointment for surgery, Alex Lloyd, he's the author of these books, Uh, Alex Lloyd called and asked if we could meet to discuss the Hebrew basis for the results he was getting with what he wanted to be called the healing codes. It's so awesome, man. Anyway, I just, I like all that stuff, the healing, the Hebrew roots of the words. We met for lunch. If anyone other than Alex had been telling me about healing energy, I would have run. (laughs) So energy medicine, some of you guys may too, that's okay. See, see to me, here's, here's what I'm after. I go, I want I want Jesus and scripture to be alive and produce in your life. I'm not interested in anything else. If you want to go through religious exercises, this is probably not the place for you. But if you want to be healthy, whole, prosperous, everything that Jesus died on the cross for, this is the place for you. So, because I, I love this. I, I would tell people over the next couple months, I go, get the people who have the worst issues here. Let's, let's do this thing, man. Does that make sense? And it really comes down to they need to be know they're perfectly loved by the Father. That's where everything comes. It's fascinating to me. So Alex Lloyd called, asked if we would meet the, to discuss the Hebrew basis for the results he was getting called the healing codes. We met for lunch. If anyone other than Alex had been telling me about healing energy, I would have run. So this is the science behind it, which I love. Energy medicine sounded wrong to my Western ears and my religious programming. After listening to me for a long time, I rolled up my sleeve and asked, are you telling me that I can get rid of this basal cell carcinoma by running my own energy back into my body? Alex said, I can only tell you the amazing results that my clients have experienced. Like I said, he's for 25 years, he goes, it's never not worked. It's pretty good, isn't it? So my reply was, I need a couple of days to pray and study Hebrew root words, and I can, Hebrew root words, I can't do this until I have a peace about it. Two days later, with clear insight on the physical results of stress in the spiritual heart, I called Alex and the rest is history. What I experienced next was absolutely amazing, to the point that I've been telling people all over, all over the world about this in every seminar ever since. I could tell a difference in the tumor in three days. Hallelujah, man. So I watched it get smaller and smaller day after day. It was completely gone in four or five weeks. There was over eight years ago. Still to this day, not a trace of the tumor has been returned. I cannot recommend this process too highly. It's, in my opinion, a major breakthrough that heals any issue at its core. Any issue. So what the origination of the computer has done for business, the healing code, he's just calling it healing codes. I want to get rid of that. So I'm just going to go, Jesus. Okay? Because it's really the message of Jesus heals every part of you. The healing codes can, can do for health and healing. I'm just going to read you one more, and then uh, now I want to get into the science a little bit, which I just love. So you guys know what quantum physics is, basically? It means um, most of us grew up with Newtonian physics, meaning that there's equal opposite reaction, atoms, etc. And uh, where the, but then they do these things where the first experience to me was this guy in Phoenix where he was showing me the split slot theory and all these, you can go look them up on Google, that's what Google's good for, is... Uh, um, 
where it was fascinating to me. So they would shoot these electron microscopes in a, in a piece of lead with three holes in it. And they would shoot these electrons at it. Well, the lead's gonna stop pretty much everything electron except for where the holes are. Does that make sense? And then they had a graph paper on the other side. So you have this electron microscope. It's shooting, uh, I mean, it's, it's shooting charges through the, at this lead. There's three holes in it and there's a graph paper behind it. They put an electron microscope so they can see at the smallest level what's going on, okay? So when they put that camera there, they go, hey, we, just think about this. If you shoot charges at this piece of lead and there's three holes in it, what do you think the pattern would be on that piece of paper behind it? Three holes. It would be, this is where the electrons hit that graph paper, right? When they put the electron microscope on it, that's exactly what it did. There were three holes. When they take the electron microscope off, this is what blew my mind. You know what it looked like? A sine wave. What do you want me to be? You haven't told me what you want to be yet. And they did double blind studies, guys, where they're trying to fake themselves out, putting one microscope here and one microscope here. They can never do it. So there's something at our heart level that we are so fearfully and wonderfully made that I don't care what you do until we tell it what to do, it's going to perform exactly what our heart's telling it to perform. Let's, let's just create this spiritually. Hey, guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. I don't care what you do, if you're trying to create success, and there's something, you've, something in your heart that I don't believe I can ever be successful, I don't care how hard you try, guys, you're going to get the result that your heart's going to get. Your inside, your heart level is going to go, you're not successful. And the only thing that can change that is Jesus, really. Now, they're getting results in the secular world just by getting them to believe the right things about themselves and healing their heart. But they still have, don't have a rest for their conscience, most of these guys. We've got it all, yet we act like we don't have anything. Do this more so you can have it. See, that's the wrong message, right? You guys, I know I'm hammering on that because it's that little bit of leaven just, geez. So now let's go, this quantum physics, I just want to show you a couple uh, results in that. So in 1998, the Defense Department did some of this. They scrapped cells from the roof of a subject's mouth and placed them in a test tube. They hooked the test tube up to a lie detector or a polygraph. Then they hooked up the subject to the polygraph. So you guys hear what he's saying? Hey, they scraped some cells from your cheek. Now let's hook the dude up to a polygraph. Now listen to this. They put the cells 50 miles away and hooked those cells up apart from a body and hooked those up to a polygraph. Listen to this. this is, I love this stuff. They had the subject watch different types of shows on television, peaceful, soothing shows, and then violating, violent and stimulating shows. What they found was the individual cells registered the same activity at the exact instant as the person, even though they were 50 miles away. I'll, I'll share with you what this all means in just a second. Don't you like this kind of stuff, though? See, most of you guys, you, you, the, the deliverers would want to deliver me now. They'd throw me in the water, and I'm looking at them going, maybe you should get in the water. So another experiment with very similar results, but from one individual to instead. See, I, th I just think they're, they're chalking all this stuff up to demons and everything else where it's really just issues of their heart. Your heart's so powerful that it, it manifests what you believe at, to that core. So another experiment with very similar effects, but from one individual to another instead of them from one person's own cells was called the Einstein-Podolsky-Rosen experiment. Some good Jewish boys there, boy. Um, in this landmark study, they took two individuals who were virtual strangers, gave them a few minutes to become superficially acquainted, then separated them 50 feet apart, each one in a Faraday cage, an electromagnetic cage. Any electrical engineers in here? Yeah. You know what that does? There's no signals going in, right? He's, yeah, or out. 
So in the military, we call them skiffs and all these things. So anyway, um, they put them in an electromagnetic cage 50 feet apart. So they take two strangers, they introduce them to each other for a brief moment, they separate them, they put them in these electromagnetic cages. No signals are going in and out electrically. You guys get it? Okay. A Faraday cage is designed to prevent radio frequency and any other signal from broadcasting antenna, uh, or, I'm sorry, or any other signal from going in or coming out. Exactly what he just said. You're, you're good, Joe. <laughs> For instance, you could put an FM broadcasting antenna right next to the Faraday cage and they could not tune it to its frequency. So you could put FM, whatever station you like. You guys like rock music? It's okay. You're still righteous. I know some of you guys were told to burn those books. <laughs> I tell Solomon, if you ever want to be good, you got to listen to those guys. You can't listen to 102. If you want to be great, I'm, t- I'm just being honest. You know, it's a, every, all the, I'm like, hey, you know what? You play like they play. You don't have to play the same words, but play like they play. They're passionate and they kick rear end. Sorry, she knows. It's my. I get on and I'm like, can somebody that's a Christian just act like you can hold your head up, man? Right? Little, get a little guts in this thing. So, a Faraday cage is, you know what I'm trying to talk about. For instance, uh, see, you couldn't work on the farm with me like, hunker up, you hairy dog, let's get going. And so we go, we have a, hey, we've got strong minds and weak brains, or strong backs and weak brains for a couple hours here. Let's go. Lord. They don't know the gospel, in my opinion. Jesus was a rear end kicker, man, because he knows he was complete in Christ. For instance, you could put an FM broadcasting antenna in a Faraday cage 50 feet away. You could turn your frequency to it and couldn't hear it. It blocks all energy, but allows only quantum energy. Okay? It allows our thoughts, feelings, expressions at the spiritual level through. That's really how I would describe it. Once the Faraday cage, they hook both individuals up to the electroencephalograph, or an EEG which monitors neurological activity. They shined a pen light in the eye of the first subject, but, no one, but not the other. Shining the light in someone's eyes like this causes measurable neurological activity and visible constriction of the pupil. At the exact instant they did this, the neurological activity of both subjects showed the same exact EEG activity and pupillary constriction. They changed the subjects, separated them farther and farther apart, every result the same every time. I love that. Okay, so what does this mean? Is the heart, the, the real you, the spiritual you is a million times more powerful than anything you could do or believe with your brain? It's all heart level. Does that, does that make sense to you guys? And we'll go through this. The science behind it is just beautiful, but I'm gonna start teaching you even at this, the end of this. So start thinking about this. If there was one issue you could solve in your life that's been, just been hampering you forever, it could be anxiety, it could be lack of success, it could be Fear, worry, I don't care what it is, think about that. And then we're going to start taking care of it this Sunday, today. Does that make sense? So I'm just going to step you through some of this. Let's go through scripture so you feel better. All right? Because some of you go, that's not in the Bible. I go, it's all in the Bible. You just don't know it because you read it so much. So, (laughs) sorry, sorry. I'm telling you guys, until you get your heart where you don't have to do anything, you'll be angry. You won't have peace. You will only have peace when somebody tells you you have peace, whether you do anything or ever or not. You, Jesus goes, I, I, my shalom, my irene in Greek, I leave with you. Everything I have is now yours, is what he's saying. So what else do you need to know? Nothing. So we were created in God's image, were we not? And then the serpent came. They had everything, didn't they? 
They, they had the garden. They had everything. It was beautiful. They, it was the land flowing with milk and honey. It was awesome, right? To me, it had to be the Grand Wailand Maui, man, with room service. It's just, that's what it, it had to be, in my opinion. That's what it is. So, because you got it all there, in my opinion. People serving you, it's just wonderful. Um, or that or Yankee Stadium. I know that some of you guys can't believe that, but... Uh, so the serpent comes to him and tells him what? Even though he was created in God's image, he got them to believe that they were not created in God's image, didn't he? Hey, Eve, really? Here, no, no. You need to go do this and then you'll be like God. Fast forward to us today. You need to do this more or do this less, then you'll be like God. It's the same message. Does that make sense? And he believed that and what happened? He started to believe he was not whole anymore. I'm, I, you mean I'm not God anymore? Even though scripture says in the foundation of the world, you all were Elohim, Psalm 82, 6. You were all like God. You were created in his image. Isn't that fascinating? Now, the last Adam is who? Jesus. He goes into, not the garden. Where does he go to be tempted by the serpent? The wilderness, the desert. Exactly. There's no land flowing with milk and honey. And what does the enemy say to him? The exact same message. Really? Because Jesus comes out of the, the, the River Jordan, right? And that's all just a picture of this transition from an old covenant to the new covenant. It says when the high priest comes and the ark is brought into the River Jordan, the old covenant says what? Joe knows this one. It says the river was backed up to a city called Adam, which is, it's just beautiful, isn't it? So the river is always the judgment. The flood's always judgment, Right? Always, so even in Revelation where it says the dragon was breathing judgment out of his mouth, the flood out of his mouth, there's not going to be another flood, guys. It's just he's trying to spew judgment on you. Follow me? So Jesus, he comes out of the River Jordan because the real high priest, John the Baptist, was the son of who? Zechariah. So he was in line to be the high priest, right? Jesus is the real Ark of the Covenant, is he not? So the minute the ark and the high priest ran into the River Jordan, what happened? The city was backed up to a city called Adam. Make sense? And then what happened? The Holy Spirit came down. So once sin's gone, now your man's holy again. Jesus took all the sin, the judgment of the world, under the water, he came out of the River Jordan. Then he says, I saw the Holy Spirit come down like a dove. And he was completed and whole. Follow me? Now, he's, so he's back to the first Adam again. So he goes back into the not, the, not the garden. He goes into the desert, the wilderness, and the devil comes, the serpent, it says, and comes with the same message. If you're really the son of God, if you're really the son of God, was Jesus complete and whole? Yes, because when he came out of the water, he said, my beloved son, you're back in sonship. You're back in the family, right? So he immediately the Holy Spirit drives him out because he has to restore us from everything. The first Adam failed in the garden, the land flowing with milk and honey. The last Adam, Jesus, goes into the garden with nothing, yet he still believed he was the son of God. Follow me? Does that make sense to you? Did Jesus already have all the kingdoms? See, this is where I differ from most of the teaching here. Because the teaching is, well, if he really didn't have that right, he couldn't have offered it to Jesus. No. Did Adam and Eve have everything when they were in the garden? Yes, they were deceived. So the enemy's going, hey, you know what? Jesus, if you do this and bow down to me, then I'll give you the kingdom. And I was taught my whole life, well, we gave it to him. That's the only reason he could do that. No, he's a liar. He didn't have it. Does that make sense? You guys, does that make more sense to you? And Jesus goes, no, 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 no. No, I live by every word that comes out of my father's mouth. 
And what did he say? You already have it, you're a son. That's the simplest way to do it, follow me? So he, he, in abject poverty, no nothing, in the garden, he didn't go to a Bible study, didn't fast, didn't de- <laughs> and he was not deceived. So he's redeemed us, follow me? Does that help you guys? He knew in his heart, despite the circumstances, I am the son. There's nothing I need to do. I am the son. Got it? Okay. So all I'm trying to do is get you to get back there to believe you already have everything. And there's something in us typically that from this high, whatever. So that's why Jesus says, listen, we can liken the kingdom to the heart and as if the heart's soil. If you plant good things in it, what's going to happen? 30, 60, 100 fold. You're going to receive, Right? Does that make sense to you guys? Okay, so let's go through this quickly. All right, Proverbs 4.23. Keep the heart with all diligence. You can look at different translations and keep the heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life. If you go look this up in the Hebrew, it literally means anything you could ever have or wish for is an issue of the heart. That's anything, right? Out of it are the issues of life. And that issues... We could call it anxiety, worry, etc. but literally in the, in the Hebrew, again, it means your outer boundary. The amount of the good news you're actually going to experience is your heart, what you truly believe in your heart, not here. The problem is most of us don't know we have hangups truly in our heart that we can't figure out how to fix. So I'm going to show you how to fix it. Does that, does that make sense? The good news is we don't have to psychoanalyze you and go back and find out all these weird things and tell me when this happened. My mother spanked me with a wooden spoon. Now I'm forever traumatized, whatever. I came out of some trauma. She saw my life, how I grew up. It was, you, most of you guys had it pretty good. So, <laughs> so, anyway. All right, so, and Jesus says the same thing. Hey, the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy. In what? The Holy Spirit. This would say, hey, it transcends electromagnetic Faraday cages. If somebody can believe and, and believe the right thing about who you are, etc., I can literally change your heart. Isn't that beautiful? Now, the good news is you are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are made in God's image. You can change what's in your heart. And if you change what's in your heart, the success you're looking for will come. The healing you're looking for come. Everything will come by changing your heart. The good news is, he goes, I've never had anybody not receive 100% in 25 years. So I go, let's do that, not the Bible study. Follow me? Is that okay with you guys? So, and it is scriptural. That's what I love. All right, let's keep going here. 1 John 4, 17. He tells us in this. He says, listen. Everything, uh, and, and I like Galatians, he goes, the works of the flesh are obvious. It's evident in King James, but it says it's obvious. Hey, listen, if you have worry, anxiety, fear, anger, etc., it's obvious what's going on is what he's saying there. You still are trying to do something to com- be completed. Whether that's read your Bible more, pray more, fast more, whatever, you, I promise you will not be living in joy and your body's, something's gonna suffer. Your relationship, your anger, your body, you'll be starting, you'll start getting, you got to go to Sprouts now to eat because you can't eat anything else. I'm serious. Follow me? I share that because it's so simple to me, right? I'm serious. Your body's perfect, man. And scripture says, listen, if you don't have any heart issues, you can eat anything, right? It says that. So whatever. He goes, it's always a difference between fear and love. If you know you're perfectly loved, everything in your body starts to respond perfectly. Success issues won't be an issue anymore. Your body will naturally heal itself. I've always said that. I didn't understand the scripture behind it. I could all, everything. And here's, guys, he said that cancer, and we've watched this in our own lives, is 100% unforgiveness. He's never had an issue, 
And I know I'm stepping on toes here because I got family members close. I go, but I know there was something in their heart that they couldn't forgive somebody about and it ate them up. It's not the cancer that was the issue. It was the, that was the symptom. It's if we could get to the heart of it. And you guys know my friend, Dr. Robert Moiri. There was a friend of mine who was, she was almost dying of cancer. He didn't know when he came and spoke here. You know, I picked him up from the airport and I said, bud, before we go, there's a friend of mine. She's dying of cancer. Would you pray for her? I'd love to. So we're driving down Powers Boulevard and Alstonie looks at me and goes, her husband hurt her really bad and she can't forgive him. I go, that's exactly right. You're reading her mail. So because he knows, you know, he's like, God just showed him, here's what's going on in her heart, and this is why she can't do it. Now, I know what I, I didn't have this at the time. All I had was, you're healed in Jesus' name. Well, she didn't feel healed, because I wasn't healing her heart. Does that, does that make sense? Because so Robert comes in there, they make the family move, Les, you know who I'm talking about, bud, is, um, as we go in there, and he goes, listen, uh, you need to forgive your husband. You're not dying of cancer, you're dying of something inside that's causing these cancerous symptoms. And she goes, I know, I just don't know how. I'm going to show you how. Okay? Which I love. I'm like, yes, Lord, this is what I've been missing. This is the, to me, it was like, this is it. And there's scripture to back it. So if you're in perfect love, guys, I'm telling you, success won't be an issue. You won't have to throw money at my feet and tithe more to be prosperous. You won't have to do any of this nonsense how you're growing up. You won't have to sow any of the anointing, anything else. You know what? You'll be so stinking prosperous, you just enjoy giving. Right? You won't have to do any of these weird things to be healed. Your body will naturally heal itself every time. So, here in his love, made perfect. What's perfect mean? Complete, right? How many of you guys have a perfect love? You've loved God with all your heart, mind, and soul. Eh. So stop trying, because you cannot. He's talking about himself. He goes, I'm the only one that can love God with all my heart, mind, and soul. I'm the only one that can get into scripture day and night, so I do everything. Amen? I'm the only one who could do this, because I'm the perfect man. You stop. There's a rest. But so... I felt restful until I became a Christian. Now do. <laughs> Wait a minute. I thought this was good news. My doing is what got me into this issue. If I knew how to do it, I wouldn't be here. Anyway, herein is our love made complete that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Because what's his judgment about your life? I promise you, most of you guys even look at this scripture negatively because you feel, God, the judgment of God. Right? What's his judgment? Here's his judgment. I judge you as completely innocent and righteous, David. That's the judgment of God. We want the judgments of God, guys, if you understand scripture. We want the judgment of God because there's no fear in it, right? So this is why we can have boldness in the day of judgment because we know what our, what our message is gonna be. Sinless, spotless, righteous, holy, perfect in every way. Now, I can be bold in that. Follow me? That's why you can be bold in judgment because as he, why? He tells us, because as he is, so are you in this world. What else do you need to know? As Jesus is, so are you. That's the glory of the Lord. It said, if we behold him, we are turned into his image by the Holy Spirit. How do we do that? I don't know. The quantum physics level knows, so here's how you do it. <laughs> Lord, I've got some stuff going on in my life that's obviously a hard issue for me. I don't know how to fix it, but you do. So I see Jesus, and that's the message about my life. That's the word of God that became flesh. There's no other word you need to know. He's the truth about my life. He was the word. Everything that was in that Bible became flesh. If you see Jesus, you've seen the message. You've seen the Bible. Does that, does that make sense? He was the word of God that became flesh. Watch how Jesus treated the religious guy and watch how he treated the sinner. That's everything you need to know. The, the guy who boasted in his stuff, I was sharing with you Wednesday night at the fellowship, there's this guy used to kind of mentor me. He would he'd go, how often do you pray in tongues today? And the answer was like none. 
because I forgot. And he'd go, oh, I do it for an hour. So then I got onto his game. So then he would ask me, how long you pray in tongues? Man, it was amazing. I did it for five hours today. <laughs> I hadn't done any, but I just knew what he was trying to get at. And he's like, oh, wow, good, wow. Because I was like, stop. And then he stopped asking me. So, and I watched him get sicker and sicker through that whole process. I did. Isn't that true? I'm like, if that's working so good, if you're edifying your body by praying in tongues, how come you're getting sick? I've just watched you do it. Maybe you should do it my way. Just don't do it and tell people you did it five hours better. So, <laughs> because as he is, so are we in this world. It's perfect, complete, aorist. It's done deal, guys. As Jesus is, so are you. All right? There is no fear in love. Fear is the thing. As we go through these books, fear is the thing that causes your immune system, your success thing, everything to shut down and you stop believing in yourself. And I don't care what you do, you cannot get past it. You're going to go around the same mountain over and over and over and over and over. All right? So, but perfect love, complete love casteth out fear because fear has torment. And he that feareth not is made perfect in love. So here's what we need to know is God will move heaven and earth to heal. He said, you listen, when you were dead in your transgressions, what happened? I came and saved you, man. How will I not freely give you everything today? If I was that serious about my love for you, that intense, that I love you perfectly, even though you're a prostitute, right? All of us are, is what it says. Because all we've done is we've, we've, sac- we've exchanged our efforts for the gift, and he goes, that's called prostitution. It's two different covenants. Does that make sense? And yet the religious guys are all saying, you prostitute? I go, no, you're the prostitute he's talking about. You're the woman that was caught in the act of adultery because you were doing things, but you didn't know that was Jesus. So we're all the prostitute. You guys get it? But then the elders guys go, you prostitute. You should be good like me. You don't want me to dig around your stuff, dude, because your wife's here. (laughs) We need to know that God will move heaven and earth. That's what he's trying to tell that message. He's like, listen, I loved you so much when you were a sinner. I saved you. Doesn't that convict you of something in your heart that if you need anything now, I'll move heaven and earth to do it for you? How will I not freely give you all things? That's the gospel. Follow me? If you know he's gonna freely give it to you, no questions asked, whether you have enough faith or don't have enough faith, whether you are righteous or not righteous, it's a done deal. He's gonna give it to you. Doesn't that just reassure your heart a little bit more? You're free, exactly right. You walk around free and joyful, don't you? Were you joyful when you were going to Sunday school? No, you were... It has torment, doesn't it? So if you guys are tormenting people, I'm going to correct it. I just am because I can't have you torment people. God will move heaven and earth to heal, protect, provide, save you out of his love for you. Faith worketh by love. Herein is love. Is it your love? No. He tells us, herein is love made perfect that we have boldness. If you keep reading in 1 John, he says, herein is love, not your love. He even clarifies it because the church wants to put your, you love him with all your heart, mind, and soul. Here's how the kingdom is. Give up everything. That's what I told the elders too. So the king, well, he sells a parable. He says, really, if, you, if it's up to you, he says, give up everything to buy the kingdom. So I think you drove here in a car. When are you going to give up everything? Uh, he's not talking about you. Jesus is the only one that could ever buy us back. When are you going to give up everything and redeem yourself? Come on, use your brain, right? He's not talking about you. Jesus is the only man that could do it perfectly. Love God with all of his heart, mind, and soul. All we do is it's a free gift. Follow me? All right. So here in his love, not your love for me. Now let's get to the heart of this thing. All right. Philippians 4, 6. This is what the whole book's about, in my opinion. Guard your heart with all diligence. What do you believe about yourself? Well, here's the problem. There's a, we would call it the spirit realm. There's things that we've been programmed that 
I'm just going to give you a practical example um, because it's so real to me in my life. I remember when I was this high, I was just a crazy little nut, you know, seven little Polish kids with a single mom. She was never home. She knows that I didn't have, I was home, I was home alone with no curfew from six years old. I'm looking at my little guy, Bear, going, this will not end well if I let Bear out on Colorado Spring Street, so, much less six. Follow me? So it's miraculous. I don't know how, but so my mom's like, listen, I, I remember I wanted to go to kindergarten so badly because I was right on that bridge where I can only, I, I could go this year, but it'd be better if I wait. So all my friends were going. I was like, mom, I want to go. She's like, listen, if you'll wait until you're six to go to kindergarten, you'll be the smartest guy in your class. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and honestly, that programmed my heart. I just, from that day forward, I thought I was going to be the smartest man in class. And did that happen? I'm telling you, it's, it was miraculous because my heart was convicted. I didn't study, did I? I get straight A's from, I, I, got, a, I got an A in typing. <laughs> from sixth grade on, I never got a B. It's true. I had a 398 at the academy pre-med. I was number one in my biology class until I was like, you mean I don't have to take botany? <laughs> Doctor, yeah. So, see, I'm just telling you my story because this is so real to me because I was like, no, I'm just smart. This, thing, this stuff comes naturally to me. So guess what happened? My heart was convicted of that. Was I the smartest kid? I asked my mom later. Was I really that smart? She goes, oh, heavens no. I'm glad she didn't tell me that. Follow me? I just thought I was smart. She knows that. I'd be at the academy and we'd have this exam and it's 2 a.m. When are you going to study? I don't know. I'm still drinking beer. This is more fun. That's true, guys. I'm telling you, it's true. And then I would go ace it and people couldn't figure it out. My heart was a million times more powerful than what I put in here. I believed I could get it. No problem. Just give me, my motto was if you wait till the last minute, it only takes a minute. (laughs) Honestly. It caught up to me, though. <laughs> she knows. There was a day, my mechanical engineering 320, you remember that? We, so I took her to a rugby, uh, Aspen Rugger Fest. We should all go as a church. That'll be an experience. It's really, it's a beautiful experience, actually. It's fun. So Aspen has this, so I'm dating her. Honey, I want to take you to Aspen Rugger Fest. Well, there's a thousand points in the class for the whole semester, right? And I drank too much beer. I'm tired. She goes, when are you going to do it? I'll do it in the morning. Well, I didn't. I didn't catch my alarm. So I go to the exam. They show me this thing. So the exam was uh, 100 points out of the 1,000, this first exam. Maybe it was 300. I don't remember. But so I was, Joe, you know this. You're an engineer. F equals MA. I got to get some points for that, right? Force equals mass times acceleration. You always get points if you do that, and you show your little diagram, right? Your F equals MA. So I get into this engineering 320. Now you actually have to know something. You can't just... Wing it. Now, if I actually would have known the formulas, it would have been fine. I just didn't even study the formulas. I got three points out of the 100. Because I put F equals MA. Those are my only points I got. So I had to work a little bit in that one. But I'm just telling you, it's real to me. My heart was persuaded I was smart, so I was smart. And that's how fearfully and wonderfully made we are. Now, there's other negative programming we've all gotten. That's the easiest. Hey, you're this. You're a loser. You're success. You're dirty. Um, you did this. You looked at that. You, you took these things. You shouldn't have taken that. You had an abortion. You did all that. We start feeling dirty. And the church for 2,000 years just made them more dirty. Right? The problem with this and the problem with our country is this. No, the problem with our country is that kind of thinking. 
The problem with the country is they don't know the gospel. That's it. When they know they're perfectly loved, you know what? They start to do love, joy, peace, everything you want them to do. You won't need external laws to keep them from having an abortion. You cannot. In fact, having the law to have abortion, is, has it gone up or down? It goes up. Because the law was given so that it would increase. Does that make sense? So you know what we need to do? We need to heal that woman's heart. How? Oh, you're perfectly loved and forgiven. Jesus took it all. Hallelujah. So, all right, let's just read this. Be careful or anxious. Literally, that careful means don't, don't feel like you're ever separated from God or divided. I know King James, most of you guys have heard the translation, be a careful or anxious, worryful thought. You could do that too because it's, if you have a worryful thought long enough, you're going to get sick. You're going to, uh, it's going to show up in allergies, diseases, nonsense. You're going to start where you used to naturally become successful. Now it's harder and harder and harder and you can't figure it out. It's because you're, you're putting things in your heart that starts to manifest, guys, okay? So be anxious for nothing. How many things are included in nothing? Nothing. It's, everything's included, meaning every issue of the, it's a hard issue, every issue, and don't be worried about anything. Follow me? But in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be known unto God. Okay, Here's, this, this sounds like a formula. That's what he calls these success codes, right? And I'll teach you how to do it here in a minute. And the shalom of God, so here's what it says. Be careful. It says, don't feel like you're divided. I would put it this way. Just know that you're in a loving family with a loving God that will provide everything you're ever going to need. You don't have to worry. God's got this. Does that make sense? So if you know that's a reality, the shalom, shalom means you're back connected together, peace. That's why Jesus said, I've given you my irene, my shalom. You can have peace in any situation because I'm with you, Okay. And the shalom of God, which passes the brain, passes all understanding, right? Shall keep your what? The real you, the spiritual you, your, the, the true you, the hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. What's the message of Christ Jesus? You're completely forgiven. That has to be the first message. In fact, as he goes through this, the number one thing he teaches these people, whether it's success or whatever, he goes, it's not your fault. Now, in our hearts, most of us go, no, it's our fault. Because I did this, 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 this. I should have done this. I shouldn't have done that. I should have been a better steward. I should have. We all think it's our fault, right? Well, the truth is it's all our fault. The first Adam did it. But now we're supposed to renew our mind to the fact that now you're perfect in Jesus' eyes forever. You can never screw it up. I would just say that's Romans 6, 7, and 8. We'll go through that, okay? And all that is Paul's going, listen, nobody told me. They said, you could do it like this. No, I don't know. You guys get it, I think. All right. So, so he tells them, hey, don't worry about anything, but what are you supposed to do? Pray. Ask God, hey, if I feel worried, it's all fear-based where I won't have enough money. I, I might die of this disease. If I do this too much, God's mad at me. If I do something less, he'll be happier with me. That's all fear-based. Does that make sense? He goes, I don't care how much you do anything, it's filthy rags to me. You can only have righteousness by receiving it as a free gift in your, my son, Jesus Christ, the perfect man, okay? So what he's trying to do is get rid of guilt and worry. Hey, it's not your fault, all right? So what am I supposed to do? <clears throat> Instead of being anxious, what am I supposed to do? Pray and be thankful that he's already did it, done it for me. And now rest in his shalom, his peace. Okay, Lord. So... And then he tells you, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, do what? Think on those things. So here's how simple this is, guys. 
Okay, take the, let's, let's, let's finish this up because I'm going a little bit longer. I want to introduce this to you because uh, I'm excited about this like never before. Because I finally like, yes, this is what we've been grinding on in the spirit. Just like, God, Lord, it cannot be this difficult. I'm a good dad, I think. And I would not make it hard for my kids to figure it out. I would not tell them, I don't care what religious exercise you're going through. I would not go, Solomon, I'm only going to love you and heal you and just, if you do these things or if you know this book or I just don't believe any of that. I'm a good dad. Follow me? And I will do the right thing for them. Why? Because I love them. Amen? Doesn't that make more sense to you? And that's why husband and wife relationships and father-son, I have to be able to interpret scripture through those relationships. If not, I think it's wrong. So my love for her is not going to change whether she reads a book more or not then he cannot love me. Or if I, In fact, if I say that, guess what? It immediately causes a stress in you, I promise. If you have to do something more or less, you don't feel complete unless you do this, or you might miss something because you don't know what's in there, or you might, maybe I didn't sow enough, I didn't hear him good enough over here, so maybe that's why I'm not enjoying prosperity. The reason you're not enjoying prosperity is because there's something in your heart that says you're not prosperous. But we're gonna fix that. Does that help? And the good news is you don't have to know what it is. We don't have to psychoanalyze you. You know what we do? This. Lord, I don't know why. So let's go through this. Uh, oh, sorry. You didn't read that. Those were not the drawings you're looking for, okay? So, all right. Now think about this. If, if he calls this the genie experiment, which I love. So you know, like the little genie comes out of the jar, right? Don't get all whacked out and charismatic on me. Just imagine. <laughs> right? Go throw your genie bottle away or something. <laughs> if a genie came to you today and goes, listen, what's the number one thing? If you could ask for anything today, what would you ask for? And you don't have to say it out loud, but what would you ask for? You know, maybe it's $100 million to take care of this issue. Maybe it's uh, your di- disease. Maybe it's a relationship you need to restore. It. I don't know what it is. What would you ask for? And this, he goes through this experiment. He goes, 97% of the time, people say the wrong thing. They give some tangible thing, whether it's money, fix my disease, etc. He goes, those are all symptoms of something that's going on in your heart. Here's the real deal, all right? If you were granted that wish by the genie, how would it make you feel? Because it's always an issue of the flesh, anger, strife, worry. You feel not complete somehow. I don't have enough money, so I'm, I'm worried about it. If I, if I had a million dollars, that would take care of my financial needs, and I'd finally feel stress-free or shalom or whatever feeling you're looking for. What you're looking for is what we're going to heal because the real issue is that lack of peace in that instance or there's something going on in your belief system that your body is not healing itself because you're going into the stress mode and we'll get into this. But uh, if you worry about the wrong thing long enough, it shows up in allergies, it shows up in diseases, cancer, different things. All of the issues of the heart are all issues, all 100%. Follow me? And that's why I love all this stuff. So here's how we do this, okay? So whatever you identified, Lord, if, if I could have anything, it's, uh, well, I don't, I, don't wanna, I don't want you to raise hands or anything because these are your own issues. And um, I don't want you to ever feel judged by anything. But whatever it is, the feeling is what we're after. Follow me? If you were, if you were granted that wish, how would it make you feel? Maybe you've, you've strove for success your whole life because your dad or your mother, you could never be good enough. Does that, does that make sense? And so you're overcompensating. That's why you're, 
doing all these different things where you can, you can honestly freely receive it, effortlessly. That's why Joseph Prince talks about effortless healing, effortless success, effortless results, etc. Does that make sense? So here's how we do it. It's simple. I'll tell you how simple it was for me. When we were building our first company, we were given all these instructions. Um, do this enough and do that enough. In fact, let me just share this with you because this hit the nail on the head to me. He goes, for what the world teaches for success, every success program, he goes, they have a 97% failure rate. And it goes something like this. Focus on what you want, figure out a plan to get there, now work your plan. He goes, it fails 97%, causes every sickness, every disease, everything in us, because you're looking at something as you're not complete. If I get that, then it would make me feel this way and then I'd be complete. Where he goes, the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy. What you really want is all those things. And then, guess what? When you heal that heart and you feel peaceful, you feel righteous, you feel holy, right? You feel joyful. The success you've been looking for will miraculously happen to you, I promise. So, Barb and I did this simply. Now, we're not, when I say bind and loose, I don't want you to think I'm binding demons because we knew that was nonsense. Because after our first deliverance thing, they're like, well, if, if it was about binding demons, let's just bind them all in Jesus' magnificent name. Finished, now what's the next step to do? Oh, no, no, because somebody let them out. <laughs> now you got to go through the stream. <laughs> that, that just ticked me off, actually. I'm like, that makes no sense to me. Um, anyway, so when I say bind and loose, literally all it means is if you bind something, it had to already be bound in heaven. It just means it's not permitted, okay? And when you loose something, it means it's permitted. So Jesus clearly says this. He goes, listen, whatever you bind on earth must already have been permitted or not permitted in heaven. What was he saying? He was saying, your righteousness can no longer be by this old legalistic system of following the law. That is not bound. That is bound in heaven. That is not permitted in heaven. The only righteousness permitted in heaven is what? Jesus' righteousness as a gift. Now, what's loosed in heaven? The elders were weeping in Revelation. There's nobody that can save us, right? But now there's no more weeping. Behold, there's a, there's a lamb who was worthy to open the scrolls. Does that make sense? He's worthy to receive honor, glory, power, riches, all those things that we're looking for. Follow me? And if he's worthy to receive them, are you worthy to receive them? Yes. yes. And the key is receive them, not achieve them. Does that make sense? So here's how it works. Let's say you see that you wanted peace or, you wanted, uh, or you're dealing with some financial issue or you're dealing with a health issue or you're dealing with, uh, I don't care what it is, whatever your first thing is, right? This is what we're going to do. Hey, be anxious. Don't. Let's stop worrying about that. It's not our fault. We need to heal our heart. Now, some of us don't know how to heal that thing. So here's what we do. Ask him, the Holy Spirit, to heal it. This is how simple Barb and I did this. We were building our first company. We were like, Lord, you know, we bind everything that's not of you. In our marriage, our business, our relationships, everything that's not of you. What was I saying? I wasn't binding demons. In my mind, I'm going, I'm not permitting anything in my heart, in my, anything in my life that's not of you. Holy Spirit, you take care of that issue. And I loose the magnificent power of the Holy Spirit in my life. That was our simple prayer. And guys, I'm just telling you, when we did that, we prospered like nobody's business. As soon as we tried to do more, set goals, I hated it. I felt miserable. I started to die. I was like, Lord, you know what? You do it. Because I'm just going to enjoy this ride, man. You do it. I just bind everything that's not of you. That just means I don't permit. So what we're going to do is ask him to heal your heart, what needs to be healed. Because that's the issue, why you're not having success, why you're not being healed, why you're angry at your kids, your wife. Follow me? And I promise you he'll do it. And you'll, you'll, you've heard this stuff, cancer, Lou Gehrig's, all this goes away in days. 
Once the heart's healed, because it's a million times more powerful, out of it are the issues, the boundaries of life. How many guys want to experience life and more abundantly? All right, so get to your feet. This is how simple this is. And we'll go through all the science, the scriptures behind it. Is this okay to you guys? If you want a lesson, go somewhere else. I want results, man. I, I want to build you up into the full stature of Jesus Christ. Amen? I mean that. I'm not trying to... There's plenty of things you can go and feel miserable about yourself. I want you to experience life, and I want myself to experience life. I go, Lord, I, 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 I can't pastor a church that's normal, man, because I don't believe any of that stuff they're doing. I just don't believe it's working. So, Father, we just love you. We praise you. You know, there's certain, everybody listed something probably different, but anything they listed was really a fruit of the Spirit. So, Father, if it's, if it's peace they're looking for, if it's uh, success in their business, if it's, if it's, I don't care what it is, and they're not being able to get it somehow. Holy Spirit, we just ask that you fix anything that's in their heart. Let your perfect love fix everything about their heart so that all it does is it sends out success signals to them. It tells them you're worthy, you're blessed, you're powerful, you're righteous, you're healed, you're whole, you're loved is the number one thing. There's nothing wrong with you guys. I love you so much, I'll do anything for you, just ask me. So Father, we thank you for that magnificent promise. And then we just focus on the right things. We focus on love, joy, peace, etc. That's what we're gonna keep our eyes on the best we can. And we just thank you for the miracle results that's gonna come out of that. So Father, we thank you. Just let them receive your peace right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' magnificent name. You've provided for every need. You've healed everything. Anything they're going through doesn't surprise you. You've given them the ability to receive it miraculously once their heart's healed. So Father, heal any part of their spirit, their heart that needs to be healed. Father, we thank you. If they've, whatever is causing their lack of success, their lack of promotion, most of them don't even know. It's they, they've been programmed as a young kid to believe the wrong thing in their heart. So I don't care how hard they try until they know you love them perfectly and you'll freely give it to them. They're gonna strive, they're gonna be angry, they're gonna be worried, they're gonna be anxious. And it starts to affect every part of their body, their mind, etc. Lord. They go crazy, literally. So Father, we just thank you. Heal everything in their heart. And out of that, the success they've been looking for comes effortlessly. In fact, it comes a million times more easily than what we've tried to do. Their healing in every part of their body becomes a million times more powerful and healing effortlessly than they ever tried. Father, let them feel loved like never before. In Jesus' magnificent name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Sorry I went a little long, guys, but I'm really excited about this because it's, it's tangible to me and we're gonna get the same results he gets 100%, amen? So you're blessed in Jesus' name. You're released. You're released. 